Hey everybody, John Finn, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I.org. We're a house church network. I encourage you to sign up for my weekly thoughts, which is a weekly teaching that comes out on a variety of subjects each Friday, and my monthly newsletters. Those are where we put information about our conferences, where I'll be, our Zoom online meetings and such. And and also you can go and, and learn about house church. There's different articles. You go to our website, go to resources. It'll scroll down or it'll cascade down to question house church question and answer or Q&A and scroll down to that page and you'll find 10 short uh, teachings on house church. So cwowi.org. Hope you'll hope you'll there go there and sign up. Uh, today, talking about the curse of the generations. It's a big thing in, in many circles in the body of Christ. Things are going wrong. Things continue to go wrong. People are against them and they say, I'm under a curse. Or they look at sins in the previous generations. Maybe grandpa or grandma was a, an alcoholic and uh, unfaithful in marriage and different things. And they say, that sin has plagued me. It's come down through my grandparents, through my parents. And now to me, how do I break this curse? What we need to do is separate two separate things. One is spiritual and one is practical. So on the spiritual side of it, Galatians 3.13, among others, says that, that we are not under a curse, that Jesus became a curse for us, and he experienced the curse of, of the law. He experienced the, all the negativity uh, on himself so that we are not under the curse. So spiritually, you have Christ in you. When you are born again, your spirit man recreated, you're born again, you're born and uh, recreated, adopted and born into the family. Christ in you, the mind of Christ, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. There is not a curse on you spiritually. All right. That's not an issue. It can't be because you've got Christ in you. But in the natural, what happens is, let's say your grandparents had a sin, and so let's say alcohol. So so somebody in you know that third generation back or second generation was an alcoholic and unfaithful marriage. Though in the household, those children who became your parents grew up in that horrible uh household of 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 unfaithfulness and maybe alcoholism and maybe uh, violence, maybe uh, domestic violence. And then you grew up in that. And so now you've got those tendencies and, and you're thinking, oh no, a curse is upon me. You have to renew the mind. Christ is in you. You're a believer now. So you've been recreated in the image of, uh, in, in, you're already created in the image of God, but you're recreated as a child of God in your spirit man. You're born again, born of the spirit. So there's no curse upon you spiritually. But in the natural there are familiar spirits. There are demons who followed your family down through, through previous generations, and those demons will use up one body after the other. And that's what people experience. That's what Christians experience, as well as wrong decisions they've made and wrong decisions that others have made who have influence in your life, sometimes through no fault of your own, but the decisions of others, as we all know, can greatly affect and even change the direction of our lives. No decision we've made, no fault of our own, but other people make decisions that impact us. But when it comes to, to things experienced, so I'll give you an example, uh, real life examples. Let's say you've got somebody whose grandfather was uh, unfaithful to the grandma and alcoholic, and then that, uh, that let's say, boy grows up in that household and sees his dad do the same things that his grandfather did, then that person becomes a Christian. Then it becomes a matter of living right. The spirits, the familiar spirits, 
And the Old Testament uses that term for familiar spirits to talk about demons that are associated with a family and they will use up one generation after the other. Those spirits will try to get that son. Spiritually, he's got Christ in him. He need not fear those spirits that have come through or that generational sin that has come through. He need not fear that. In fact, Jesus said to rise up and take authority over evil spirits in his name, rebuke them, command them out. We cast them out in his name. Many times you get Christians saying, I'm praying to the Lord to, to please stop this generational curse or to lift this curse from us. And you're approaching it all wrong. You're disobeying Jesus. Jesus said, anything demonic, we take authority over and we cast out. So, so let me give you an example in my own life. Let me give you an example in my own life. There were sins in multiple generations of, of men uh, two or three generations back. When I became a Christian, I was 16, 17 years old. And I just said, look, Satan, right now, I, I cut the line. I draw the line at me in the name of Jesus. I command those spirits that were in my uh, family from previous fathers, you know, fathers, grandfathers, etc. I command you away from me in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to, I'm not going to submit to any of them. I'm not going to do any of them. And I proclaimed, you know, I'm going to be a, a good man, an honest man, close to the Lord, faithful in, in marriage, not abusing alcohol or any other drug or anything else that I'm a new creation in Christ. I made that proclamation when I was a teenager. I just knew to do that walking with the father, walking with the Lord. And I, and it was like a, I just drew a line and said, it stops with me. It stops with me. I'm not going to follow the pattern of previous generations. And you can do that same thing. You can do that as well. But don't think that God is, has put a curse on you or something of that nature. That's not the case at all. We don't, we don't deal with flesh and blood, but, but spirits. And so those familiar spirits come down. And if you were raised in that, you have to renew the mind. We had a situation years and years ago and of a, a woman who, was newly married, and she came to us for some counsel and some guidance in her marriage because she was always fighting. She was always trying to provoke her husband. And she had a revelation one day, and she came to us and told us about her revelation. She said, you know what? She said, my mother, when I was growing up, my mother had a parade of men who were in and out of my life, and every one of them would beat my mom or at least slap her around. She said, I grew up as a young girl preteen, teenage years, I thought that's how love was expressed. She, she told my wife this. She said, she said, I thought, and she told me as well, she said, I thought that's how men expressed love to their women. Uh, she didn't say wife because her mom had a parade of men. She thought that's how love was expressed, a man to a woman, that he slapped her around. She said, I realized that I carried that over into my marriage, and I was trying to provoke my husband but, but he named her husband. She said, he's a good man. He would never lift a finger against me. She said, I realized that was the source of what was going on. I thought he wasn't loving me because he wasn't hitting me. And she had that, that revelation. And, and what it was, was, you know, some people would say, well, that was a curse of the generations. Well, spiritually, she's a new person in Christ. And that's why the Lord was bringing her to that revelation that, that she had grown up with wrong thinking, and that wrong thinking would have perpetuated the physical abuse that she had seen among the men and women in her family. And it, it, because Christ was in her, she renewed her mind. The Lord gave her that revelation that that's why it happened, and she was able to stop it in their tracks, and they had a good marriage all the way until her homegoing in, in recent years. 
Um, but but it was an, an amazing revelation for her. And see, a lot of times Christians need that sort of revelation. What they're experiencing is not like God has placed something on them and they have to pray and say, God, take this off me. Now, Jesus said to cast demons out. You take authority over them, you cast them out. And what happens this too, this is a very practical thing. A lot of times uh, you'll see this in, in men and women, but especially if women have suffered abuse when they were younger, that the demons operating through the perpetrator will harass them even in their sleep. And it's because, because that woman has said, I'm not going to be a victim. I'm a new person in Christ. I'm not going to be a victim. I'm not going to allow that to happen. Well, those spirits that came in through the generations, maybe there was abuse in a, a marriage. Maybe there was a sexual abuse thing coming down through the generations. And, and, and now, you know, here this, this woman grows up and she's a Christian now. And she's not going to perpetuate that. She's not going to continue in that, but she's harassed by those spirits. And she may have the wrong idea. Oh, no, I'm under a curse of the generations. No, no, no. It's those familiar spirits are trying to get her. And they will oftentimes attack in the sleep. Sometimes, and, and oftentimes when that perpetrator dies, those spirits will hang around a little bit. They're trying to see if they can torment, if they can have access into your life to lead you into all oh, sexual perversion and different stuff like that in the marriage. And, and those spirits will harass in the sleep. And, and so the, 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 the say man or woman, but especially in my hypothetical example, a, a woman. So even in, in her sleep, she's wrestling with and rebuking demons. If you persist because it's a test of wills, those spirits, which have been in your family for multiple generations, are angry because you've shut the door on them and you won't submit to them and, and fall into that same pattern of sin. So when you rebuke them, you stand against them. If you assert your will and you stand your ground, they will eventually give up. It's a, it's a question of wills and you rebuke them in the name of Jesus. You, you, you state yourself and they will go and they will go away. And you turn to the father and say, father, you give your beloved sleep. So give me good sleep. Put your angels around me. I ask in Jesus name and I rebuke those spirits and they will not come back. I command it in Jesus name. And, and, and those test of wills, like I said, and, and they will leave you alone. And you've broken that chain, not a curse but rather you've broken the pattern of those familiar spirits in your family. So what I've been dealing with is under the curse, we settled that. You're not under a curse because Christ is in you, the hope of glory. You're a new creation in Christ. The Old Testament scriptures didn't make it through. Here, let me say it this way. The cross acts as a giant filter. And so anything that gets, everything from the old gets filtered through the cross. If you don't see it addressed in the New Testament, it means it was filtered out by the cross. And those scriptures about generational things are, are filtered out. Uh, even in John chapter 9, that, that belief carried through in their theology, that Jesus and the disciples come across a blind man. And the disciples say, so Jesus, you know, who sinned, this man's parents or this man that he was born blind? And Jesus said, neither. But I have come so that I can work the works of God. And he healed him. He didn't say he didn't say neither, but so that I can work the works of God. Don't think that, that one thing caused the other, that he was born blind so Jesus could come along and, and heal him. That's not what Jesus said at all. If you, if you read it in the language, he said neither. He stopped him right there with their theology. Neither. Neither the man sinned nor his parents. He said, but I've come so that I can work the works of God. And so he, he's, and then he healed him. So that that idea persisted even to to the New Testament, the idea that, that it's somebody's parents or, or grandparents sinned that caused blindness in this case. Jesus corrected them right there. And you don't see in the letters of, of Paul and James and John and, and Peter and Jude, you don't see anything addressing 
anything like that. The only thing that it says is you're a new creation in Christ. Put on the new man. You've got the mind of Christ. You can take authority over spirits. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So deal with the familiar spirits that have come down through the generations, but know that you're not under a curse. Know that Galatians 3.13 says that Jesus took the curse upon us so that we don't suffer the curse or the ramifications of breaking God's law. And so rest in that. And so what you do then is rebu rebuke the demons, assert your will, and say, you know what? It stops with me. You're, you're not going to go on beyond me. I stop it right now on behalf of my children, my children's children. There will be blessing upon them. So anyway, I hope that's helpful in differentiating between spiritually and in the practical. And also, of course, there are decisions that we made. And then, you know, we have to, the, the same way, when you dig a hole, the only way out is to stop digging and start filling in the hole. If you got yourself into a situation by bad decisions, the only way is the time takes to get yourself out. That's not a curse. That's just ramifications of your own decisions. And you have to walk it out, but the Lord will be with you. But I hope this has helped differentiate between the two, between the spiritual, to know that you're a cre new creation in Christ. You're not under any sort of curse or anything. And if you feel demons from previous generations trying to in, trying to perpetuate the pattern in your life, you stand up against them, you rebuke them in the name of Jesus, you command them away and command them to leave you alone. It's a test of wills, your will against theirs and your faith in the name of Jesus. Remember Acts 3.16, where when Peter was called before the, the leaders and he said, how does this man stand before us whole? Peter said it was through faith in the name of Jesus, Acts 3.16. So gird yourself up with faith in the name of Jesus. Think, Read those scriptures about casting out demons, uh, laying hands on the sick, using the name of Jesus, and then and then do it. And then say, spirits operating through me, through my mother, through my father, through my grandparents, I cut you off right now. You'll not get me anymore in the name of Jesus. I am off limits. I command you away from me forever in the name of Jesus. And then you stand your ground. All right. I hope this has been a blessing to you. CWOWI.org is our website. Hope you'll sign up for my weekly thoughts and uh, continue with uh, learning more about the ways of the Lord behind the scenes, so to speak. All right, God bless.